Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. What's up, guys? CB here, another Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, the classic recap edition brought to you by our friends at Under Armour and Under Armour Fish. Everything you need to stay on the water longer, be more comfortable, whether it's hot or cold, Under Armour has got you covered. Make sure you check them out, uafish.com, and uh, tell them Angler's Channel sent you. Guys, great show for you guys tonight. Doing a classic recap. David and I, Kenneth are all here. We're going to talk about that. We tried to get some of the top finishers on from the classic. A lot of those guys are still traveling. A lot of those guys are, are still pretty busy trying to get done with that. But great show. We're going to talk about the classic. We ask you guys to chime in if you want. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've got you know Bassmaster Fantasy, Bass Pro Tour Fantasy, all that coming up and more. And I may even get a little stump about PFDs here in just a few minutes. So y'all hang tight. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast is starting right now. Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm Chris Brown, along with AC Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover, who is jealous. I can see it in his eyes because Ninja David, social Ninja David, what are you wearing, David? What's on your head? Uh, a, a hat. It's an Angler's <laughs> Channel hat. Well, what kind of hat is it, David? It's not just a hat. It's not just a hat. Trust me. It's not just a hat. It's a what, David? It's a flat bill hat. A flat bill Angler's Channel hat. And before anybody goes wanting one, I'll sell them to you. I will. <laughs> hey, there's I will. a price for everything. There's 35 bucks a piece. You want one, you can get gray or black, right, David? <laughs> gray or black. Yes, and I'll pay the shipping. 35 bucks. You can uh, shoot us a message on the uh, podcast hotline, new podcast hotline. Because the other ones had issues, so we're going to send them to 901-493-0437. That's the new podcast. Excellent hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Uh, so shoot us a text if you want one. I'll take PayPal. You can send me cash. Whatever you want to do, we'll figure it out, right? But uh, if you want a flat bill Angler's Channel hat, Kenneth, I get this message, I don't know, October-ish of last year. Because he was getting ready to go to a Strike King function, right? And he's like, hey, can I get some 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 hats? And I said, sure, what you need? And all of a sudden, I get like this, you know, kind of like he's sending baby pictures, right? All this list of <laughs> flat bill, new era flat bill hats that he wants. And I'm like, you shitting me? No, 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 no. They got to be specific, right? Specific. So I called my girl that handles all our embroidery. You've met her. Jennifer down at Shortstop. She does a great job. And I said, Jen, here's what I need. She goes, ooh, CB, that's going to be hard to do. Very hard to do. So we ordered them in October. They showed up two weeks ago. And I almost forgot them. I almost didn't take them to the Classic with me. <laughs> but, uh, boy, he, he, he strode around with that flat bill Angler's Channel hat on. And, I mean, he went to more parties, Kenneth. Every night, the man, he'd come in the room, sit down, and he'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do that. I'll try to wake you up when I come in." He he didn't he did he did very easy with that, but went out partying. 
The social ninja is also a social butterfly at these things. I don't know about now, that. How about that? <laughs> how, no, it is. You, you've been with me at a classic before. Kenneth or I cast, walk around, you see what you know. Everybody's like, hey, CB, hey, CB, hey, CB. I'm nothing. Now they all want to see David, right? Uh, David goes the to the celebrity fishing <laughs> tournament on Wednesday. David gets pointed out. To, <laughs> David gets to be a Cohen or a marshal on Saturday with Chris Johnston. David this and David that. Oh, we love David. David's so great. Oh, he's awesome. I love David. He's cool. Hey, where's Kenneth? Nobody cares because David's here. It's all it's 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 been a whirlwind week. I'll just be honest with you. It, so. It's all about David. It, and, you know, it really is. It really is. <laughs> and uh and you know what? And it should be because Kenneth, between you and me, anybody listening, and y'all can, you know, I'm sure the listeners will agree, but uh, David worked his butt off last week. He got much of one to work off, but he he worked his butt off last week at the Classic, covering things from Celebrity Tournament on Wednesday to Media Day on Thursday. Um, even got some new contraptions for his camera. He got that figured out. Of course, that was kind of a, a rigmarole to do. We got that figured out. But, um, yeah, David, congrats. Thanks so, thanks so much, bud, for all you did. And, KG, thanks for pointing out all of our uh, weaknesses and discrepancies that we had but uh, and issues. But, uh, no, David, you know, proud of you, bud. You did a great job. So, great, great job. But I uh, appreciate you. So, but – Talk about social butterfly. He will talk your ear off now. You don't. You, you wouldn't realize on the show, but he will talk your ear off because you know some of us have to get up at four in the morning to go take pictures, and some of us didn't. Okay, he got up early one morning to go to blast off, and um, or to go to, to be a marshal. But the next day he didn't have to go. So what does he do? He goes to a party, then he goes and works out. And then he comes in the room about 11.30, 11, 11.30, somewhere in there. I'm half asleep. I'm sitting there eating some M&Ms. And um, he's, he wants to talk. And, you know, and talk. And talk. like, and I kept, he kept saying, I'm sorry, CB, I know you got to go to sleep. But and he'd go off into another subject. So it was, it was a good time. It was fun. We enjoyed it. And um, how did it look from your side, KG? Because you were back home. Well, you were actually fishing, I think. But you were back home checking things out. How did it look from your side for the classic? Uh, it was pretty good. I I got to see a decent amount on Friday in between other stuff, and then I didn't see any on Saturday. And then I watched um, were you, were you, bef- before church and after church. I watched Sunday. Were you pissing off MLF anglers on Saturday? Is that what I saw? Um, I don't think was I pissed that, anybody off, but you? I did. I did have to make a move. Oh, you had to relinquish the spot. Yeah, I've, re- I've relinquished it without any trouble. Oh, did he ask you to, or you just saw him coming and leave? Uh, I was asked if I was in a tournament. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I think the question was, are you fishing a tournament? Okay. I just turned around and said, no, nah, that's okay. I'm, I'll get out of your way. I'm leaving. And I, I trolled the motor out of the way and then cranked up my engine and oh, left. I'd have fired that sucker up and... <laughs> powered down with the tilt turn me halfway up. I'm kidding. I wouldn't have, but it, I know it, who you're talking it, about. And I, and I that, 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 that was a good move. So it, I mean, it's okay. It's only 40 of those guys on the lake. So, I, you know, he's, that was the only one I actually ran into. I, okay. You know, well, very cool. so I, I knew I'd be able to fish a few places without worrying about somebody. Sure. Sure. Well, good. 
Well, good. So uh, we started the week off last week. We'll go through a little classic recap. Started the week off. David was working, uh, went and did the an Academy Celebrity Fishing Tournament. And you were paired with who, David? Who'd you fish with? So I got paired with the guy that won it last year, which was Deion Sanders. But, but he canceled <laughs> last minute, so I got his... I don't know which son, because then he's got a few of them, but it's Shador Sanders, was who I got picked uh, paired up with on Wednesday, for the Wednesday event. Yep. And I, I think he's the quarterback for his dad's team, isn't he? Yep. Okay. All right. And how was his how was his fishing skills? He caught the first fish. Well, there you go. I, mean, I think like maybe two or three. Okay. Yeah. There you go. How many did you did better than me. How many did you catch? <laughs> One for two pounds. One for two pounds. <laughs> so your PB spot, huh? Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I hear supposedly Lanier was it is like the, I don't know what, the bass or the best spotted bass. Like, I guess I don't know if that's like for size or whatever, but uh, I didn't catch one that's of that caliber. But yeah, so far one, one is a PB. So, <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. And then you got to ride over with James Hall and uh, Jay Kumar from uh, Bass Blaster. You rode over with them to Greenville. And then I showed up late as usual because that's what I do. I can't. I'm the boss, so I get to do that. But uh, it was um, it, it was good. Greenville's a good atmosphere. A lot of good folks there. Um, Neil Paul did a phenomenal job at Visit Anderson. Green Pond. I saw where, um, like, in Green Pond, I mean, it's expanded since the last time I was there. They put a big amphitheater in now. Uh, down there, they got a big logo on the ground. I saw where Christie signed it and did all that. So, uh, very, uh, very cool deal. Um, great location for this tournament. I thought it worked out really, really well. So, at Greenville, a new bass record, apparently 154,000 people rolled through the doors, expo, weigh in, and, um, and the, uh, the takeoff. And if, if you really want to see a cool piece, uh, I need to share it to our Instagram page. I know it's on mine, but uh, Benjamin Oliver, who does some work for JM Associates, he flew an FPV drone. He can't fly with people, but he can fly around people, right? And he flew it around the inside of the arena. And um, he flew it a couple and, times. And under one. And, yeah, he threw. He, he flew under one, which that was, yeah, that was interesting. A Canadian of all people, but then he flew it again as they handed Chris the trophy, and that's an even more badass um, video because right as he comes around in front of Christie and he pans, that's when the smoke goes off and everything and the confetti, and it was just a, it's a pretty sick shot. So I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'm about to get my. If it wasn't raining outside, I'd have my goggles on, flying my FPV, trying to go, you know, going to the dog's legs or something. I, you can see me now trying to get my wife down there with her legs spread so I can fly through her legs. That'd be smart, wouldn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't have a home. Not that I do now, but I wouldn't have a home. It'd be uh, be pretty interesting. But some really cool footage from last week, some really cool stuff. I got to play. Um, I got to be, you know, play make-believe photographer for bass, which was kind of fun. I did uh, take off on the water and weigh in all three days. And then coming back. We had a remote camera set up on Saturday on the big academy chair because the guys would turn on the stage and hold their fish up. And from where I was sitting, it was hard to get a good shot. Um, we made it work, and uh, we just weren't satisfied with that. And so 
I jokingly made a comment, KG, that I would like to put one on the catwalk. Well, <laughs> knowing that Bass is going to say, very funny, no. And knowing that the Bon Secure Arena staff is going to say, yeah, no, I didn't push it. So I get off the water about 3.15 right after the guys did on uh, on Sunday. I'm driving back to the arena. My phone rings. Lori Tisdale from Bass. Hey, your uh, your catwalk idea? Yep. They went for it. You're good to go. I'm like, it's 4 o'clock. They're like, yeah. Well, as soon as you get here, we'll take you up there. Uh, I'm sorry? I'm deathly afraid of heights. Well, you're going to have to suck it up, Buttercup, because you've got access to it if you want it. And I'm like, if I want it. I don't know what I want. So... Um, we'll take a quick little break. We'll talk more that, about it when we come that back. That does explain now the one picture that I've seen from that. Well, how'd you think it happened? I will, we'll talk about it in a minute. We'll take a quick little break. We come back. We'll talk a little more about that. Do some more classic talk. And then, um, I've got a few, few stumps to jump on here later on in the show. Cause I'm pretty peeved, but I'll get over it. But, um, don't be tight right back before Angler's Channel Insider Park. Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast brought to you by our friends from Pro Charging Systems. Future of Marine Charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. So the White Whale, my production trailer, KG, 
I have I've got lights on the interior now and lights on the exterior. You've not seen the exterior lights because you weren't there last time. But they're gonna rock your world when we get to Smith, I'm just gonna tell you. But they're twelve volt, right? And I had to put interior lights in because when I'm going down the road and I gotta stop and check on something, or if I'm not plugged up to, to shore power, I gotta have a little light somewhere, right? So I took a rely on lithium battery, put it in the trailer in a box. Then I put a three bank dual pro. Um, I forget the, 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 it's the dual pro turbo, it's three bank. Put that in there to charge that sucker, right? Not that it needs charging because we're going to run a few lights. But uh, the best thing about it is the charger weighs more than the battery. So it's, it's, it's super cool. It doesn't add any weight to my trailer hardly at all. And yes, I don't have a boat right now. I'm boatless bank trash, but I'm still using my rely on. I'm still using my, my pro system charger to make life better every day. Went down the road last week to the classic. I had my Dometic outdoor CFX 95 cooler in the back seat. Well, it was the back seat. One in David Thing's massive, right? It's in the back seat. It's doing its job, but in my Tundra, the cigarette lighters aren't hot all the time, right? Had my, my, my Reliant Outlaw with me. Had, had the, I had the AC plugged into it on the cooler, right? Pushed the button when the truck was stopped, like at night. We dropped off the valet. I pushed the button and it'd run. It'd keep the cooler running, right? Going down the road, going to take off in the morning, I let it charge back up. During the day when I was on the water, I pushed the button again. My Outlaw ran. So rely on lithium. Tracker lithium, if you're a Ranger guy, um, but uh, those and the pro charging systems combined are just a badass combo. You, everybody knows that we've talked about it. I'm just saying I'm using it in other applications, and it's killer. And if you're thinking about buying an Outlaw, you need to go ahead and do it. But they got a new one coming. I can't wait to use it. So I'm, I love my my Rely on Outlaw power bank. It's it's pretty killer. So. Well, you know, you talk about other applications. That's actually one of the advantages of purchasing Rely on products is because they don't just make batteries for bass boats. No, no. They make batteries for a lot of different applications, and they've been doing it for a long time. They're they're not just fly by night. All of a sudden, there's someone you just heard of offering batteries. Yeah. Yeah. They're very well known in a lot of different applications. Because you go to the classic nowadays, and there's 487 lithium batteries floating around there, right? And you don't know who's who. You don't know who to pick, right? Well, the guy I like runs these, and the guy I like runs those, and the guy I like runs Reliance. Well, by God, run Reliance. Because we've been using them for, what, two or three years now? And, dude, they're solid. Absolutely solid, not only in a boat application, but in other applications. And you're right. If you don't believe us, go to their Instagram page. Go to their Facebook page. Look at some of the posts. They've been doing camping, the van life deal, um, you know, the RV stuff. They've been doing that stuff for years and years. And so, I mean, just a, just a cool company and a great product. So, how, how, did, how did yours perform on Smith this past weekend? Uh Perfect as always. Yeah, that's it. So, that's dude, it. I, I mean, I can sit in the wind. The wind doesn't bother me. I, I mean, if if I need to fish an area, I will fish an area. I will not let something run me off. You know, it's funny. Wind, right? Whatever it is, it will not run me off where I need to fish. You know what's funny? Ben took some video at Logan Martin. 
We had a pretty good current there. We were there two weeks ago, week and a half ago. And he's got a cool video. It's like three boats kind of like staggered, and they're all spot-locked in the middle of the river. It's before weigh-in. They're all spot-locked in the middle of the river, you know, holding place. And I'm watching, I, I was running through the clips today looking at some stuff for a, another video. And I'm watching two of the three obviously had, had rely on lithiums in them because they never moved, right? They, they were spot-locked down, all trucks are down, spot-locked on, sitting there and, and never slid back, never moved forward, just stayed steady in that current. The far side guy, he was spot-locked, but he wasn't running reliance. You know how I can tell? Because he was slowly inching back. slow, And then all of a sudden, he was just like, he was gone. And it's like he didn't push the button because he was sitting in the pasture seat eating a sandwich. So he ran out of juice. And it, here's the deal with that that maybe a lot of people don't understand. And, you know, we talk about it and we kind of assume sometimes that everybody understands. The, the deal with the with the rely on lithium battery, lithium battery is the amount of power you have first thing in the morning when you're fully charged right. is the same as would you, what you have at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The, the lithium battery does not lose its power throughout the day, where a standard battery and even an AGM battery as the day goes on and wears on, your voltage drops. Right. And it's a noticeable difference. You may start the morning on, let's say, a number three on your trolling motor. And in the same conditions, by the time you get to the afternoon, you're on a five in order to be able to do the same type movement or hold you in a certain area. Right. You do not have to worry about, th- about that with a rely on lithium battery. It's um, it's pretty incredible stuff. So make sure you guys check them out. Rely on, relyonbattery.com. Um, and of course, dualpro.com. Those two together, God, it's a hard combination to beat. And why I say that because this reason I've been at Pro Charging Systems, the makers of Dual Pro, I've been in their offices when the engineers from Relyon are calling and they're having a conversation about algorithms. And they're saying, well, what makes your batteries do this? And what can we do for our chargers to make it do that? So they talk to each other, they know what's going on. It's, it's just a cool combination. All right, back to the classic. Um, our fully loaded recap. Dave, you like how I, tra- I segued into that? Our fully <laughs> loaded recap. I turned a few folks on us on fully loaded this weekend, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I don't know who Hank Cherry is, but he uses it. But um, <laughs> some other folks that I, I was with, they were like, they saw some Instagram posts. And they're like, hey, what's that fully loaded stuff? And I toss them a can. They'd be like, no crap. You kidding me? So yeah, I got my, my camera boat driver. I think he went through a can or two over the course of the weekend when I was with him, right? And probably more than that, but he, he kept asking if I had any more, so I don't know, but it was it was a good time. So anyway, back to the catwalk story. Um, Bass, let me put a camera up in the catwalk. So here I go, and I'm trying to get um, a pretty good angle, a different angle. Y'all know me. I'm different. I'm weird, but I'm definitely afraid of heights, and uh, I've got some video I'll have to send to y'all to look at. I'll put them up on my, my Instagram or Facebook sometime, but um yeah really cool shot a little different angle it wasn't the original angle i was going for but i had to back up and punt because once i got up there and i started looking at angles it was pretty scary and i was okay when it was dark right so there wasn't you could see the people down below you the trucks and like that but i it was i was walking around the scoreboard up there you know how the scoreboard's in the arena right there in the middle i'm walking around that scoreboard and so I'm setting this thing up, and the whole time I'm praying to God, you know, if, if I die, I die. But if I don't, I'd be it'd be great, right? And um, kind of, you know, like sit, like literally crawling to where I had to go. It's sometimes because I was just kind of freaked out. 
But I uh, got the camera set. It was on a remote. I could fire it from the floor. And uh, let me tell you something. The Bon Secures Arena is an ice hockey rink for the Swamp Rabbits, the Greville Swamp Rabbits, okay? So it's cold in there, which I'm fine with. It's cold. But up top, up there against the ceiling, it ain't so cold, boys. You know, there's a reason why your feet get cold when you open the refrigerator door. You know, it's because cold air falls and hot air rises. That boy was sweating up there. Not, probably because I'm hanging, you know, about $4,000 from the from a catwalk up there on top of, you know, thousands of people. But uh, got a cool shot. Got some neat stuff. I'll have those edited and a few more of those out here for too long. But maybe Bass will use one. I don't think it's cover worthy, though, KG. I was close, but not quite. But at least it's opening out a door for future events. Um, to try some different stuff, possibly. But um, the scariest part, though, was when I went back up to get it down, they had turned all the lights on. So it was bright in there. And all of a sudden, Fat Boy could see a lot more than what he, get, what he did before he went up there. You knew how high you were then. Yeah, that kind of sucked, I'm going to be honest with you. Got a little nauseous one time, had to stop, sit down for a minute, started sweating a little more. Got the chills, but uh, got my stuff down. We were good. Everybody's happy. So that was a, that was a fun little story. That was a fun fun time there. And then day three, right? You ready for this? Because I know he's listening. Day three, I'm following Kyle Welcher, and <clears throat> we moved to a spot not far from the bridge that crosses the lake going to, to, to Green Pond. And uh, he's fishing a do-nothing bank because that's what they're on, do-nothing banks on Lake Hartwell. Uh, that was from uh, Chase, my camera boat driver. He told me that. He's a, a, a game warden DNR guy there in South Carolina. Great, great dude. We had a lot of fun. Um, anyway, he's fishing this do-nothing banks, and he catches one. I hear some clapping and cheering going on. Well, I kind of pan the old big camera to the left, and there's two guys standing there next to the road down on the beach watching. One old boy is wearing a big bite sweatshirt, and I'm going, that's Burl Gentry. So I sent him a text. I said, Burl, are you on the beach watching Welcher? And I get a text back immediately. Yes, I am. And I pan the camera back into it, and he's giving me that, that Forrest Gump way. Like, hey, Lieutenant <laughs> Dan. You know, it was, I love Burl. He's a good one. But uh, so Burl was there, uh, spent a little time talking to Miss Kay, he said, and uh, I didn't get to see him. He was looking for you, KG, and was hoping he'd run into David. He couldn't see David. Well, he probably could. They're both on the same the same plane, eye level probably. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he was there having a big time. He actually was out fishing a couple weeks ago, uh, repping AC and BTL. So got to get the boy an Angler's Channel sweatshirt or something because he's, you know, he, he's throwing off the universe there with two different shows all at the same time. But, uh, but no, good time. And uh, everything uh, went off good. David, what was your – give me your recap of the whole thing, what you thought about it all. This is, what, your second or third year with us in the media room, having a big time. So give me your, your thoughts and feelings on, on life at the Classic. Um, I knew that – well, it was no surprise that uh, Greenville was going to show out, just having seen it in 2018. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's – a whirlwind in a way. Uh, I, I try my best to pull like, you know, my mini wannabe CB, like you always say, go around 
shaking hands and kissing babies. So I try to do whatever I can with that, even though I and don't you know, maybe want to. And don't forget to hug the, hug the wives or the women. You got, you oh, they, do they, they don't let me touch them. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's a, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was pretty good. I think for the most part, I think, um, Cause I, well, I spent two days on the expo Friday and Sunday, but I was fortunate enough to uh, be on the water with Chris Johnston. And at least I wasn't bad luck cause he caught fish right away. So that's the only thing I was really worried about. So he did because you were his good luck charm. He, he increased his weight day two and did well day three. I was, I'm trying to think who, Oh, I had to follow Kennedy on day two and um, I'm watching. And so Chase is in the back watching, live on my iPad and watching Bass Track and he's like, dude, Johnston's killing him. I'm like, what? He's like, he's wrecking him. And he looked at where he was because I have a, with, when you when you work for Bass like that, you get access to some back-end stuff on Bass Track. I have a little map where I can see where everybody is, right? That's a pretty cool little deal. Um, like, upgrade to GPS trackers, KG, but you can see where they're at. And, um, dude, y'all weren't, what, five minutes from takeoff, if that? Well, we went, what was it? Called what they called Chris's uh, number, maybe that Mercury was on song for me 30 seconds, no more than a minute, and that was it. We were right around, you could see all the trucks, all that you could hear all the people cheering and stuff like that, right around the corner. That's awesome. That was the first spot. So that's awesome. And you guys, y'all guys, y'all whacked them, and you did some killer stuff for Under Armour, who's back for 2022. With us here at Angler's Channel, excited to welcome on Armour back. They sent us some jackets and some beanies and some cold weather gear. There he goes. KG's repping it under armor. They sent us some cold weather gear, KG. <laughs> and um, I'll bring it for you for Saturday. Mike you're going you're you're to need it come Saturday. I'll bring it for you for Saturday. But uh, some cold weather stuff. And uh, my Chase, my camera guy, made a little bit of fun on my on my beanie there on Saturday. My little aqua teal. I don't know a beanie, but I see, you know what, son? My head's warm and yours isn't because he's wearing a Zoom bait hat that was given by Brandon Cobb. He he is a cross between Brandon Cobb and Jarrett Miller. If the two of them had a kid, it'd be Chase, right? And so, I mean, I started calling him, you know, Jarrett Cobb or Brandon Miller most of the week because he looked just like him, literally, a, a combination of the two. So, pretty funny, but uh, he's making fun of my hat, but we had a good time. But, yes, yeah, they said some cold weather stuff. Um, and they've got some new products coming here in just a few weeks. So we'll have all that up here on the website and on the, and on the podcast as well. So it'll be a ton of fun, but, uh, all right. So the expo, let's talk about the expo, David, let me, well, give me your thoughts on the expo. Was it, um, it was crowded on Friday when I was there. It was crowded. Uh, I was only, you know, we were only there for a few hours only because of the fact that we had to get down to the arena to get set up for what you had to get set up for, um, uh, to do some work uh, shooting the weigh-in. But uh, so I didn't get a chance to really get a good glimpse of it. I heard Saturday, which I wasn't obviously there for, but I heard Saturday was like super packed. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the same. Thing. But, but uh, you know, even Sunday, even though, you know, I think right away it was a bit slow because people are still at church or something like that, but it got pretty packed in there. But um I'm not surprised. I know uh, typically you always hear about what your typical classic release type stuff. So you didn't hear too much of that about that this year, but a lot of it's due to uh, supply issues and stuff like that. But I think it was still a pretty good show. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I logged as many uh, steps or miles this year, but part of it was because I was on the water one day. But um, definitely, you know, like I said, Greenville showed out. It was a really good event. Uh, good to see a. Um, 
one of the guys. I don't, I don't know if it was a favorite, but I don't know. I guess maybe Ronnie Moy had better luck because he ended up winning it. The guy that Ronnie was with on, I think, what? Practice Wednesday? Day. On, 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 uh, on Wednesday? Wednesday yeah. The last practice day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, let's. Uh, did, KG, did you see or hear anything much from the expo being at home? No, uh, <clears throat> not really. I did. I mean, I, I saw one post from a guy that said he was kind of disappointed, but I think it was somebody that's been to a lot of classics. So I, I, I don't know how you could compare. We're, I mean, we're still kind of in this COVID era deal where things are different. So I'm not sure it's fair to compare, you know, a, an outdoor show like that to years ago when, when something like COVID wasn't even thought about. So, um, you know, I'm sure there were probably some manufacturers not involved that may would have been, you know, in the past. But, uh, you know, I, I think we've got less overall manufacturers anyway. We so, do. We do. I, you know, right. I. Well, but I, like I said, it was only one. Everybody else, man, everybody else was like, man, this is this is a celebration of bass fishing. It's awesome. It's great. I mean, it, it was uh, most of the comments that I heard was was really good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of positives out there. A lot of good things happening. You know, Shimano was back. They've missed a couple of classics just due to COVID and everything, so they were back. So you know, things had been a little better there. Uh, Greenville showed out. Um, David, anything you saw cool and exciting at the at the expo that you can think of right off the top of your head? I'm trying to think. Because like, so there wasn't as much, but I did like the color of the, the new 521R. The color scheme was actually yeah. pretty decent. The yeah, one that, that, was, that, that, was, uh, that was really nice. I was going to say the same thing. That was good. And then I don't know if you noticed it. I did. Um, and I saw a lot of Instagram posts about it, but Bass has kind of upgraded their clothing, you know, their, 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 um, their mm-hmm. event t-shirts and stuff. And they've got some really cool looking stuff at the Bass booth now. So that was, uh, that was a neat deal. I'm trying to think what else we saw. Um, I didn't get a chance to speak much to them, but the Revital Outdoors, the CBD guys, they got some cool stuff as well. Um, don't know how traditional or non-traditional you'll be with that, but, uh, I think overall, I mean, Striking had a cool booth, you know, Ranger Mercury. Uh, Mercury had the, the little electric-powered um, tiller there as well, so I saw that. But, um, you know, and then Phoenix brought a, I want to say it's an Aaron Martin's tribute boat because it was purple and pink and decked out, and it was it was smooth. And I'm going to say that's probably, outside of Christy winning it, they played a tribute to Aaron on Saturday prior to the weigh-in. But then uh, Mullins weighed in on Sunday wearing um, Aaron Martin's colored jersey. So his his jersey, but it was an Amart colors, and um, that was pretty badass. I, I was I was a little choked up over that one. That was a pretty neat deal. So, well, according to his interview, it sounds like he's going to do that all year long, and on then at days. some point he's going to auction that thing off, try to raise money for the family. Correct. Yeah, on cut days. So. He's, he'll he'll do that and honor Aaron and uh, those guys are they were tight so it's um, it was good to see the new 521R though that was a good looking rig I'm trying to think of anything else that we saw there Dometic Outdoors was there had their coolers their powered and their uh, ice chest coolers there the patrols um, which are pretty cool uh, I love mine I put I had to put it back in the in the trailer though get it out of the truck. <laughs> Things big. I I might have to buy a smaller one to go in the truck. I was a little too big for the truck, but it was uh, it was good stuff. So, um, let's see what else. Let's talk. Let me add one more thing before sure. we get off the classic. Oh, and on. this this kind of goes back to 
people that complain about tournament schedules when they come out every year and saying that, hey, these guys go to the same places all the time. Right. If you didn't pay attention to what Green Pond and the city of Greenville did for this tournament, then you're really you're really misunderstanding the reason why these things happen. Yeah. When the when the communities have the facilities built and everything in place where they welcome these fishermen in, welcome the bass staff and everybody. I mean, it's in the classics a little different. I mean, it's a huge production, but even for a standard tournament, this is what it takes. And this is this is what's needed in other places. Sure. So instead of complaining about it, if you've got an area, you know, you you live close to a lake that you're not getting these tournaments and you want to see big tournaments on them, then you need to work with your community and have them create the facilities and and the drive and the want to bring these tournaments in and have them, you know, contact these tournament organizations and say, hey, come come in and what can we do to help you out? Right. Right. That's how you get them. But you have to have the facilities and the people willing to help out to bring these these type tournaments in. And I know you weren't there uh, due to uh, personal issues, but um, Lincoln's Landing in Lincoln, Alabama, on Logan Martin, that's a great example, right? It's a great example. People kept saying, "Hey, we need a, we need a deep water spot, you know, to put our boats in all year long." Yep. And um, I don't know. I mean, that's the most. Like Jay said the best, that's that's the most amount of poured concrete I have ever seen in one place at one time. It's unbelievable. But you're right. I mean, you gotta talk to your C V B, talk to your local government officials, talk to people. There's grants out there to help them do this to make these things better. You look at I don't know if it's a great example, but um, you know, the park at Smith Lake, that's that that was a one that was redone. Um, several Ingles Harbor and others that have been redone to kind of accommodate yep. some of this stuff. So it's, it's a it, big deal. It, so it is a resource for cities and communities to make money, but they have to, they have to go after it. Yeah. It doesn't just it, come to them. It ain't going to fall in your lap. It. That's for sure. You got to work for it. That's, uh, that's for dang certain. So, all right, take a quick little break. We come back. We'll recap the competition. Talk about the winners, the losers. The coulda, woulda, shouldas, and all that. And then uh, get you guys back in the water right here. I feel like ISOCHILL definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue. And a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, ISOCHILL, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, 
old man. Join the Strike King team. All you gotta do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast brought to you by our friends at Vicious Fishing Line, reminding you, KG, it's time to go fish, right? So get vicious and hook into the catch of your life. Visit getfishes.com and get out there. It's got some new products coming out from Vicious, the um, Braid to Floro Easy Leader Pro Series Kit. This is a kit that includes both braid and fluorocarbon leaders and a five and, and five easy leader connectors. So it looks like there's a, a little swivel or a tie in between the two. So it helps the regular guy like me who doesn't know the fan. What's the name of that knot? Like the Indiana Jones knot or the uh, FG knot. I was close. I was really close. I call it Indiana Jones knot. That sounds better. I just made that up. It's kind of a MacGyver knot, right? But um, anyway, so if, if, if you don't know how to tie those, don't want to learn, or you're in a hurry like I am when you're out there. Try the new uh, the new Vicious Braid to Floral Easy Leader Pro Series Kit. Check it out. Um, be available in select stores soon. And, of course, at GetVicious.com. All right. Competition day, David. So everybody goes out. They come back in on day one, and uh, we've got you know some names we're not familiar with up there at the top. And, um, I mean, it was good. We had a lot of, a lot of good competition. I think they caught them better than folks thought they would. But, uh, I mean, overall, I thought this tournament was just freaking awesome from beginning to end. So The weights were stacked. That, that's what was cool to see, Yeah, how they close were. they were, and they were stacked real, real tight. So Brian New led it day one with 20 even, then Kyle Welcher. Hackney, Kennedy, Mosley, Walter, Swindle, Blaylock, and Christie, and Frazier. Mark Frazier was 10th with 17-1, so just at three pounds back. And you look, and I mean, it took a long ways. It was, let's see, top 25 was, you know, they were five pounds apart from each other, you know, down the board. So um, day, day one was cool. Day two um, – Day one was a little cold, not cold, a little chilly. Sun was out in the mornings, made it nice. Got some sexy photos in the morning on day one. But then day two, overcast, a little misty. I believe Sago put it best when he says, uh, picture's not good. So not good for pictures. So, but um, then new, new slips to third. We knew he couldn't catch 20 pounds again, right? They had 13-7. Livesey makes a makes a run. Hamner makes a run. Blaylock, he's you know steady Eddie. Mullins makes a little run. Palmer, Taku, Patrick Walters are your top ten. Cherry's lingering back there in twelve. He had nineteen nine, the biggest bag of the day, I believe, on day two at nineteen nine. But um, but then you had some guys down below twenty fifth. Corey Johnston fell a little bit. Mark Frazier, uh, he slipped. Um, Zaldane slipped. Matt Heron. Matt Heron had 19-11 on day two. Just couldn't find him on day one. Only weighed four fish. So um, it was a big deal. But even then, the cut line, I mean, it was two ounces. Uh, no, it was one ounce between Nick LeBrun and Corey Johnston to make the cut. But then, you know, you had some guys coming on down like Brandon Cobb. Brandon made a run at it on day two. But uh, admitted on stage, he spent too much time, you know, playing around on, on the first day. 
and then got serious on day two, and that um, that kind of helped him out a little bit. But that that can really be a tough tournament for a local favorite. No, it can. Mm-hmm. It it very much can. You're exactly right, and um, and it's one of those things. Uh, Matt Airy uh, was in 22nd with 14 ones. A lot of guys were consistent, just couldn't find that that bigger bite. But Welcher and Christie tied for the lead going into day three. And if you watched Bass Track or Bass Live on day three, this will tell you just how skewed <laughs> Bass Track really is, right? Because I, I was on Welcher to begin with. I followed him around for the first two or three hours, and he caught like two little fish. And we all know that it gets better as day goes on, but he caught two little fish. Meanwhile, Blaylock is on a freaking run on a tear right across the lake. So we leave and go to Blaylock. I'll watch him catch four or five fish, get some good shots of him. But at the same time, you know, Christie's struggling, uh, Welcher's struggling. Hamner's trying to make a run at it. Chris Johnson's trying to make a run at it. Chris is one of the few that his weights got better every day. Not by a lot, but better every day. Palmer tried to get involved. Taku. Um, so, and, you know, then you had guys like New and Mullins and Livesey that were kind of falling. Patrick Walters kind of falling a little bit. Nania had a tremendous first classic, but his weights were falling every day. And so, and then Kennedy was doing the same. So, but um, Christian Welcher tied going into the final day, and um, like he said on stage, I don't want to be leading. I want to be. I don't want to be the guy driving. I want to be the passenger. And sure enough, he was tied for the lead going into the final day. So, going into day on Sunday, KG, what were your thoughts on how things were looking in terms of you know for Christie or for Welcher or Blaylock to bring this thing home? Man, I still thought it was. A lot of people have potential, you know, that people were still talking, you know, the, the lake's capable of producing 22 to 25 pound string. Yeah. And obviously with the way things have shaped, were shaping out, if someone had done that, they could come back from pretty good ways out. So I really thought, man, it was still anyone's game. Palmer catches a couple of big fish on day three and we run to him thinking it's, it's going to happen because he was talking about. He was talking about, you know, there was 25 pounds plus in the area he was fishing. He just gave him the bite. But then, you know, you look at um, – I, I went I was on Welcher until – pulled up on him probably about one thirty, and we fought him around until like quarter to three. And I, I've got a little note, a mental note to, 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 to make about that or a little note to, to mention later about that. But fought him around, and he catches the four, and we pull up on him. And I said, what do you got? And he said, I got right at 16. And so I don't know what he's putting in Bass Track, but if you look at Bass Track, Blaylock led the entire day. And then it, and then it bounced between New and Hamner, Welcher. Um, Justin led for, for, a, for a little bit at one point on, on day, day three. So, but it just, it, it tells you how skewed, obviously we, the numbers aren't exact that they're putting in, right? But still, and I know it's got to go from, because David, it goes from your app to a person and somebody else has to type this in to make it, to make it look right, right? So, I mean, David's a product of it I and mean, he totally screwed up Johnson's weight. He had, Chris had five for four pounds at one point. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing, David? You can't type today? What's up? Are you are your hands cold? What's happening? So, but Damn I Megan. mean, 
But but we know Blaylock caught one right as time was expiring, right as he was getting ready to leave, and calls up. So I'm like, well, dude, he's got it. This is got This is gonna be it. This is, and I'm I'm pretty pumped going back. Well, see, I, I'm watching live when this is happening. They're trying to go. They're trying to shut live down. I mean, they're they're in the process. They're already running late. Right. They really are trying to come off air, and all of a sudden, they're like, "Hold on, we got something else to go to." They go to Blaylock. You know, he he catches a fish to call, and then they come back and they're trying to close the show out again. And then all of a sudden, they go back, and our buddy Robbie Floyd Jesus. is in the boat with Blaylock. <laughs> Blaylock's on his way back in, you know, to weigh in, and Robbie's sitting there interviewing him as he's as he's going in. He literally had like just seconds to get in after he caught that fish yeah yeah and, and he wasn't exactly close and uh i was around robbie quite a bit this weekend i was hoping to have a nice weekend off but that didn't happen but anyway um i was around him and, and he told me i mean you gotta think i mean because stetson looked up at one point and saw me there and he's like oh hey what are you doing and uh we talked for a second and kyle jesse was there from the dot-com side of things and then um, Robbie's there. So you got to be thinking in your head, shit, I got all these folks around. What's fixing to happen, right? What's going on? What's everybody else doing, right? I mean, he didn't he didn't pull a – well, I'm not going to say it. I could, but he, he didn't pull, you know, a so-and-so and, and ask questions about everybody else. But when he crossed the stage and he dropped 20.9 pounds on the board, um, he just didn't look I – and mean, he was excited, obviously, but he just wasn't like – yeah, it's mine. I got to wait to see what happens, you know. And then Welcher comes up, weighs 17.4, um, and knocks him out by six ounces. But I got to say, Christy, I'm, I'm excited for Christy. I mean, a five-ounce or six-ounce win, five-ounce win, excuse me, five-ounce win, um, pretty freaking cool. I'm going to be honest. I hate it for Stetson. I really did. I really wanted Stetson to win. Um, I know Stetson had known it for a long time, Lindsay and her kids. Good, good guy. But um gosh, it was it was Christie's time. I mean he, when, he, when he the caught. weights really are that close though. I, I, I mean I you know, and you said you thought Stetson, you know, obviously didn't react like you thought he won the thing when he took the lead. You you can't especially a tournament like the classic, it is so big as an angler, you 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 don't want to ever put yourself in a position where you're thinking you've already got it won too early. No, you don't. You don't. Because, because the letdown of that is just – Welcher did. Just, when, Welcher, when Kyle took the lead, he thought, well, it's mine. It's coming back to Opelika or Opelika or whatever they would call it. Opelika is where it's <laughs> coming back, right? He thought he, thought he had it. Um, but, um, boy, how, how excited were you, David, to see Christy win this thing? Pretty excited because, you know, we talked about it before. Uh, what was it? Like, some guys are just better at five fish guys, and this is one of the best five fish guys out there. Um, and to see him come close in the past, like super close, um, and then for him to see you do it just shortly after coming back from uh, his previous uh, job place. But, I mean, it, it was great. I think, uh, you know, you know, it's it's not – he's not a lucky guy that just happens to win it. He's – uh, a very skilled angler who has accomplished a lot in the sport already, and for him to uh, finally get it, yeah. What I read today, he's finished. He's finished in the top top five in half of his classics, 
including two seconds and a third, I want to say. But finished in the top five in, in, in half of his classes that he's fished. It's pretty freaking awesome, dude. It's not an easy week at all. I mean, especially when you practice Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you're you're off the water until Wednesday. On Wednesday, you really don't want to show, you know, your good stuff. You just want to check on stuff. But, you know, I mean, it's like everything's changing every single day. And it's not like, you know, you came off of practice one day and went back after the next. It's everything's changing there. And, uh, and Hartwell did that. I mean, guys were chasing schoolers. Guys were doing this. I'm going to tell you, though, of the thousands upon thousands of photos I took, the number of photos that I have of their of their head up, like where I could see their 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 neck, was minimal. So every one of the MFers was looking straight down at their damn graphs. Now look, I might be one of them for long, right? You will be, but you will be. I don't know. I might be. You will be. But I'm telling you. But, I mean, as a photographer, God, that's frustrating. I mean, because they're just, you know, making a 10-foot cast, you know, hoping to get a bite, and they're looking at their screens. It's just, you know, just this little – but, hey, it's cool tech. I, I'm not going to lie. It's, it was neat to see. But Okay, I got two things now. First, David made the comment he's a great five-fish tournament fisherman. He is. Let me, let me tell you something. I, and I don't know if he did it the first two days. I'm assuming he did. But I know the last day. He stuck with the jig around those docks, knowing, knowing, and he, I mean, he knew it. He knew he could go to a wacky rig piece of plastic and catch more fish. But that don't, that don't win the classic though, dude. He was convinced that the jig, if he got the jig bites, he would just catch enough fish, the right kind of fish to be able to win the tournament. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. That is a that is a big detail you cannot overlook. No, no, you cannot. And probably one of the only guys to throw a jig. Just much like Blaylock was the only guy throwing a crankbait, right? He's the only guy I pulled up to all weekend. I covered a bunch of guys. In that area of the lake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Cobb was Cobb was skipping docks, which I've never in my life seen a guy skip docks like him. I'm serious. Andy Montgomery, who? No, I'm sorry. Brandon Cobb, because Chase, my boat driver, he and Cobb are good buddies. They went to college together, fished together in college. He told me Cobb would go out and take a three-inch piece of PVC pipe, right, and lay it on the concrete in the commons area at Clemson, and he would practice skipping a jig into that piece of pipe. And we're, and they were like, well, why are you doing it on, on the concrete? You're ruining a jig. And he's like, because concrete is like water when you're skipping like this and this is what it does. So you're talking about putting it in between, you know, the pontoons of a boat and or a pontoon in between the pontoons and a, and a big motor, right? He could do it and not touch a thing. It was incredible watching him do this. And with ease, just, yep. you know, but that's their job. That's what they yep. do. Right. Yep. The key is getting the bait to stay close to the water not take big hops. Right. Right. Because you got to get under all and, that. And I got some cool pics of that too, but you know, and, and Stetson, I mean, you know, he, he would, he would cast a crankbait. He'd look down. He'd see something. He'd drop it. He'd pick up a, a drop shot or whatever he was doing, the wacky worm deal. And, and he'd go to town. And, you know, 20 pounds, 9 ounces on day three. I mean, if that's a day if, – if, if there's ever a day to have a big day, it's that one. It's just, you know, it's hard to beat the, the ghost of Classics past with Christy. And, and he was, you know, 
there was unfinished business to take care of, and by God, he did it. So very proud of now, uh, him for that. Not there is there is a little bitty piece of me that wished unfinished business wasn't finished business. I kind of like the edge. I know, me too. Me I mean, too. What, what, where's the edge going to come from now? No, you're right. You're right. So it's it was uh, it, it was it, it was good. Um, I'm I'm impressed with with Jason. He did a great job. Um, and I'll tell you, of all the cover all the classes I've covered, he's a lot nicer guy when he wins one versus when he when he when, <laughs> there, when he barely gets beat. I'm just gonna be honest. He's a competitor, man. He is. He is. So, um, but um, I had a couple of the points I was gonna make. How about and there what they, they they weren't digs at all. They weren't digs at all. But listen to Christy. And Hackney, and um, you know, uh, Christy Hackney Swindle and others talk about. You rolled into a to an arena in the biggest tournament in your organization's, you know, that goes on in the sport, and there's thousands upon thousands of people watching. There's a jackass who's put a camera in the catwalk for Christ's sake. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot going on, and you know that's where you belong, right? I yeah. mean, Swindle had a great event. So it's a fishing tournament and all that's going on. That's pretty special. But the best dig of the week, and I know you heard it on day two alive. I come off the water, driving back to Greenwell, got my iPad on my dash. I'm listening. I'm watching Bass Live. Hackney catches one on a finesse worm, right? And the camera guy, it was, it was on live mix. I don't know if anybody else ever heard it, but the camera guy asked him what he called it on. And he said, I call that on a Strike King finesse worm and a Strike King KVD tour grade shaky head. And you know how Hackney is. He's retired. You know how he, you know how he is. He kind of looks up at the camera with that with with his eyes kind of kind of he's wearing sunglasses, but his eyes are kind of kind kind of winced. And he's like, you know, KVD didn't qualify for this classic, so I get to use this stuff. And I'm thinking, ooh, <laughs> son, come on with it now, come on with it. But and and big props to Strike King for bringing out the old vintage logo T-shirts, David. How about them? Apples? I was gonna say that earlier. That one with the old was was it that kind of like beige color? I think you got that shirt, but it's, I was no. It's it, it's it, it's a tan, but the logo's baby shit brown <laughs> is what it is because it, it was that way to begin with. It was awful. God, it was awful. But it's nostalgic, man. I mean, I've got it in, yeah. downstairs. Walked in with them. I said, "Oh, I got a new shirt." I said, "Oh, no, 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 no. This one's mine." I threw her the aqua green beanie. I said, "Here, this is yours." So I, but <laughs> I got the, uh, but yeah, it's a really, really cool, uh, really cool deal. So uh, a lot of fun. So let's segue over into some uh, news and notes brought to you by Humbird and Mincota. Um, hashtag One Boat Network. They got. I cannot wait to get my boat. I ain't got a motor, but the boat's coming. I'll have it have it rigged up with a rudder and a trolling motor, KG, just so I can go fishing with it. So. But uh, I look real sexy doing that. But um, hey, you can you can go a long ways on that trolling motor with the batteries you run. You know, you really just can saying. a long ways. So and I may I may just be doing that. That's for sure. So probably get on probably almost get on pad with them with a, with no motor in the back of the thing that, that lies the batteries are. But uh, a couple of things overlooked from last week: um, Coast to Compete and Conserve expands, adding BFLs, National Professional Fishing League, LBAA High School Series, Champions Tour out of Minnesota. Texas Team Trail, Team Trail Outdoors, uh, Wisco Bass Angler Single Series, and the Alabama Bass Trail—all part of the uh, part of the 
coast to compete and conserve. So saw Miss Hanover there this weekend, and uh, she she surprised me. She brought me a new pair of glasses, KG. They're tuna alleys, which I've not worn tuna alleys because I, they don't I, they don't look good on me. I don't think they do anyway. But uh, she goes try them on, so I tried them on, and she knows my birthday's coming up in a week or two, right? Um, I'm a size extra large or a 2022 Tundra, whichever you feel the need to give me. Y'all can donate my PayPal, cabrownskl at gmail.com. Um, anyway, the, um, yeah, she brought me a pair of tuna alleys, but they're readers. In the bottom, they got a one and a half magnifying in them. And let me tell you, they're pretty badass. I used to want to water. It's pretty good. I really like them. So it's, uh, I, I was going to say, if they really don't fit, <laughs> I, don't know, I know someone that could probably you use them. You know a guy who can Just use saying. them, do you? All right. Well, uh, I'll let you try them on on Saturday to see what you think. But uh, you won't get it back. Some pretty, uh, s- some pretty cool stuff there. But uh, so Coast has got that coming out. That's a neat deal. Sportsman's has got the Fish with Thrift sweepstakes coming up. Uh, for the entire month of March, you can sign up to win a four-day fishing trip with Thrift and over $2,500 in gear. And if you're lucky, my sorry ass will be there to film the whole thing. So it'll be uh, – that's what we do, right? So you can go to sportsmans.com to get entered. You can also check out anglerschannel.com, find the link on our website, and go, <coughs> and, uh, go do that as well. We get, you, you can't win if you don't play, so let's get signed up for that. And uh, we'll have uh, we'll have a lot of fun, David. What else have I missed? There's been a lot going on. Um, what else have I missed here lately? Uh, what is that? Uh, didn't Th Marine acquire? They did uh, Yak Gear. Acquired Yak Gear yep. last week, so they're still in the buying mood. They're buying a bunch of folks, and uh, more power to them. So getting over into the kayak part of things, which I'm gonna say, if gas keeps going up, these kayak guys look <laughs> really really smart. You know what I'm saying? So, and if you, hey, if you got a kayak, you can still want to rely on. We they, they make better stuff. I was too. gonna say so. <laughs> they, <laughs> so uh, you can uh, you can check that out. But so yeah, Tishman requires yak gear, and then um, who else? What else is happening? Anything else that I missed? I think it was somewhat relatively quiet, even though it was classic week. So I got to figure this out now. I got to look it over at Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing, and there was a one, two, three, four-way tie for the win. I can't afford to send all y'all gift cards, so four-way tie for the win. Four guys had 1,431 points to win the uh, the Angler's Channel group for, um, for the classic, so... Pretty impressive. I had eleven eighty seven. David, what, what did you what did you have? Do you know? I uh, didn't know because I know that I I have no science or no expertise on how to pick my team. I think I, I know I did pretty bad. I'll I'll pull it up in a second here. It, tell me if you're above or below fourteen or uh, four fifty two because I'm well uh, well below it. So and I forgot to do my drain the lake, so I missed that one completely. So but. Uh, Basscat04, whose name is I had twelve ninety four. You're what? I had twelve ninety four. Twelve ninety four. 1294. Well, you suck. So you win that one. Um, but uh, let's see. So G Pig. Wait, where'd he go? Let's come back. Come on now. G Pig, Chris Pease. I want to say that's Chris Pease. It's C Pease. D Covington, A Porter. All four of y'all are winners this week. This month or this week for the uh, for the classic fantasy fourteen thirty one points wise, so uh, very very cool deal. So excited for them. 
Um, let's see. What else do we have? We had um, the Major League Fishing Fantasy. That ended yesterday with Dustin Cannell winning stage three, 71-02. Bid to Jordan Lee, who was second, 601. Michael Neal, Jesse Wiggins, Edwin Evers. Uh, Wesley Strader, Ott Defoe, Jacob Wheeler, Brent Adler. What, Wheeler didn't win one? What the hell? Uh, and Randy Howe. Oh, well, Cannell's a, a Wheeler guy, so that's probably it's, – it's all the same, right? It all stays in the family. So uh, let me see the fantasy fishing really quick and see if we can view the results for all 18 of us that play this game. I forgot to yeah. send my roster for that one. I, I, I got two. a question about about this one, uh, and I hadn't gone back to look to see how it affected me. But you know, if you win your your group, you don't have to fish in the knockout round. You automatically skip, and they do their fantasy league based on weight. So if you have an angler that's fishing well, he fished well for two days. He won the group. He's missing a day to, to add weight. You're actually – it's bad to have a guy that skips the day. Yeah. No, for sure. But yet he's the best guy for the first two days. So it's, this weight deal is kind of screwy. So I'm trying to figure out I'm, – I'm looking here trying to figure out if – how the weights – how this works. Do these re, reset for every deal or is this – are we continuing to add weight every event? Is this like a leading thing? What's the – uh, I I don't I don't know. I've struggled to figure that one out to be honest with you. I have I, I kind of understand it per tournament, but I don't know the overall. Well, I think I think it's overall because it looks like that's overall. Maybe let me try this. Hang on, let me let me look at one other thing here. Let's go to leagues. Join the league. We got twenty one people now. Ooh, look out! Um, but it won't let me. So Chris Pease is leading overall of our league with two thousand ninety four pounds. Um, I think that's the overall. It's not giving me individual tournaments, which is what I really want to see. So, Joe, if you're listening, fix it. Just fix it. So, stage three, presented by Mercury. So, I can see the overall leaders, but I can't see the in the league who did what for that event. So, we'll figure that out. Get that one. I uh, get that one figured out pretty quick. But um, yeah, so we'll get that get that happening. And as far as you pickums, um, Dave, I know you got results to run through. We'll skip that this week. I will put the I will put the leaders and the winners up on uh, the website this week. Uh, we do have a you pickum going on right now. A fully loaded you pickum going on right now. And so you can check that out. I need to look and see what events are actually coming up this week. So I can uh, we can talk about that real quick. And then I'm going to get on the stump for just a second. So if you want to tune out, now it's time to, to push pause or stop or get away. Yeah, I got one question first. Shoot. Where's <laughs> AC at? Where's the truck? You don't know, huh? You he don't know, huh? He, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. It's okay. Uh, now I'm assuming uh, I'm assuming David is as sharp as David is. I'm assuming he had it with him in South Carolina, and he and he gave it to you so you could bring it to Alabama. This one is going to be mine for a long time. I'm telling you that. No, right I'll now. tell you what. Give me give me two seconds. <laughs> so I'll see how this is going to be. All right. So 
didn't mean to open up a can of worms. Oh no, it's, it's not a can of worms. It's not a can of worms at all. But uh, it's a box. It's a box of worms. Is what it is. So, <laughs> but let me. Uh, this one will not be seeing your uh, your little dust spot for a while, KG. I'm telling you that. No, you're gonna have to make you're gonna have to make a new dust spot, KG. Because AC Bass just got <laughs> bigger Upgraded. and better. Wow. Bigger That's and impressive. better. She's uh she's a full twelve inches long, so she'd be a keeper at Smith, right? A keeper just about anywhere we go. So uh yeah. So full twelve inches long, and this is the I even spelled it right, the monthly winner for anglerschannel.com. You pick them. So Brandon Black, he was a February winner. He gets a smaller version of this. Um, I guess it's 11 inches. Ours is 12. But uh, I'll make sure this makes its way to you sometime between now and whenever. I don't know. But uh, Look, I need all the time wife, I because I might not have it long. Your wife is going to love this on the piano oh, yeah? at your house. So she is. Yeah. I'll love it. She, can't, she cannot wait to see that back. Well, She'll be she'll be impressed with it, I promise. So it'll be good. So AC Bass is back, bigger and better than ever, and we'll have a whole new uh, whole new deal. So, all right, real quick, I'm gonna jump on a stump, um, and then we'll go from there. I know it's getting warm. I know folks are and somebody's not here, but some people are, are wanting to get out. The number of people that I saw on the water chasing anglers which it's fine. Follow them all you want. The fans that I saw were respectful. They stayed well away and did a great job, right? Because they know how the guys were fishing. They stayed back on coves. Um, we pulled up on Scott Martin one day and uh, to just for a, a brief minute is all I wanted to do. But he had probably had 30 boats with him and they were all over on one side of the cove. And they were pushed up against the bank because he wasn't fishing that area. And he told them, hey, just stay over there, you're good. And they kept piling in and watching him. And they were really respectful. But the number of you jackasses that I saw running around Lake Hartwell, bouncing through boat wakes and everything else, without a damn life jacket on, is freaking asinine. I'm sorry, but it is. I about got tossed out of the boat I was in. On just by accident, just because we hit a rogue wave, but um, I didn't go far. But luckily, I didn't. I, you know, I stayed in the boat, but it was still was scary. The number of boats on the water was crazy Saturday and Sunday, and the number of people would not. I, I would venture to guess ninety percent, KG, of the boats I saw in the water were not wearing a life jacket. Now look, at takeoff, there was a big Mercury boat. Two big Mercury boats and, and a big Yamaha boat. And guess what? Every MFer on that boat was wearing a life jacket. Every single one of them. Boats full of kids. Kids. Running around three, four of a boat. Not a life jacket in the floor one. Which means not a kill switch hooked up. Following one guy who had another, who had a boat, had, we, we followed an angler who had a boat, another boat following him. And that, when I first saw them, they had probably 
three people in the boat, right? Later on that day, I saw the same boat, only one guy in the boat. I Obviously, he dropped them off, but I know the boat wasn't his because he wasn't driving it beforehand, but he was driving it then. And let me tell you something. It's pretty damn obvious. It's the first ever boat he'd have driven because he was going places that he shouldn't have been alive by the time he got through it. How he kept the lower unit in that boat, I'll never know. Not a life jacket one anywhere close to him. Not a kill switch hooked up, nothing. I was a damn game warden. He's pissed. Pissed. And so was I. It was bad. I realized South Carolina is a no-helmet state for motorcycles. That's your own stupidity. And I guess not where a life jacket is as well. But I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm very, very disappointed. The guys at the boat ramp, the freaking pros, they couldn't start their big motor off the trailer until their life jacket was on their person. Strapped on it, kill switch hooked up when they hit the water. Fired it up. If it's good enough for those guys, it should be good enough for you. I'm going to tell you, though, the boat's full of kids I saw, guys and girls, and I'm not talking about pontoons and pleasure boaters and all that. So I'm talking about bass boats, high-speed bass boats that would blow by me in a heartbeat and do some stuff across boat waves and things. It only takes one time. Life's short. That's a one good way to make it shorter right there. So anyway, that's that's my one my one gripe. Pretty pissed off about it. And then, you know, the hey, number that, it's that's not just South Carolina either. It's not. It's not. That's just where I was this weekend. But I could not believe the number of people. Now, with that, there were quite a few guys that had their kids out there and they were in life jackets. Daddy might not have been, but the kids were. Still ain't giving you a pass for that. But um still not giving you a pass, but it was still it's a uh it's it's not a not a good thing. So I'm pretty pretty pissed off with that deal. Y'all need y'all should know better, especially in a bass tournament. So well, th- just just to add another story to that, you know, Saturday I was on the lake, and when I put in, um, there was another boat kind of putting in at the same time, and it was a father son. Some looked like he was you know high school, late high school, or just graduated high school, and you know he backs the boat off the trailer, and he's going to meet his dad at the at the dock there. And I, I'm in my boat when the dad comes down the dock and he's coming down the dock. He kind of looks over at the water and he just kind of, I don't know if he's talking to me or mumbling to himself, but he says, man, there's some floaters in, on the lake today. Yeah. And I just looked up. I said, there sure is. I watch him get in the boat with his son, neither one of them life jackets. I'm thinking, okay. He acknowledged the fact that there's floaters on the water. Surely he's going to dig through a compartment and grab a couple. No. Saw him take off, never put a life jacket on. Well, you just can't fix stupid, can you? I mean, I don't know how else. We've harped on this and harped on this forever, and um, I, I'm, I'm not tired of talking about it. I'll keep bringing it up until folks start wearing their life jackets, uh, especially in bass boats, especially when they're running at a high rate of speed. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I know it goes across all genres and genres and age groups, but um, the number of college kids and young people I saw not wearing life jackets this past weekend really, really pissed me off because they were doing some stuff in a boat, running places in a boat that uh, were not not ideal and um, not being strapped in or a life jacket on. 
to me, it's a seatbelt. That's just like my seatbelt in my truck, right? We need to have a dinger that uh, if your life jacket turn on, kill switch and clipped. <clears throat> we should know about it. But um, hey, who am I to say? I'm just uh, I'm just one guy on a podcast. Well, three guys on a podcast that uh, that nobody listens to. So, but um, I just don't want to see anybody get hurt. And I just think it's it's completely asinine. So, guys, with that, we'll go ahead and let you guys get back to your regular scheduling program of the week. As always, thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Uh, we appreciate you for listening. We do encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. We also ask if you like the show, go ahead and share it with your peeps. And feel free to chime in and give us your thoughts and opinions on the new X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep 256 Oh, I'm sorry. That's the old one. 901-493-0437. Feel free to tune in there. 901-493-0437. That is your podcast hotline brought to you by Trickstep and Exxon Lures. Some new Exxon stuff coming out, KG. I know you're in line to uh, get some of that to play with. So uh, I got some cool stuff. So make sure you check out EnglishChannel.com. Check out our sponsors. Support those who support this industry. And uh, it'll go a long way for everybody. So for um, with that said, on behalf of the AC Circus tonight, I am Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless, good fishing. Put that life jacket on, buckle that son of a gun up, and make sure that kill switch is rolling tight. You guys have a great week and weekend. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trick Step. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.